In this week's episode of Everyday Inspirational Podcast, we have the lovely Kaylee Dixon, who is a transformational life coach, and she works with women who are looking for their version of success and happiness. She pulls in elements of mentoring, counselling and consultancy to support and guide women to unlock their past and find their true authenticity in self. And her story is all about, if I can do it, you can too. So welcome Kaylee and welcome to the Everyday Inspiration podcast. Can I ask Hello. you hi? And can I ask you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what is it you do? Okay, hi everybody. Um, my name's Kaylee Dixon. I am a transformational life coach. I'm from Essex, Basildon to be exact. Um, I'm a mother of two. Um, yeah, in a happy relationship, just building my business and trying to get out there and help people as much as I can. Wonderful. And what inspirational story would you like to share with our listeners today? Um, well, today, um, I'm thinking that I, when I look at my life and all the obstacles I've overcome, I think that lots of little things that I've been through are inspirational, also I've been told. Um, I come from a single parent background. Um, my mother had four children that she raised on her own and it was, it was really difficult. She was working a lot. Me and my brothers and sisters had to support each other. We were in um, council housing. We are of colour. We are mixed race. My mum is mixed race. So there was a lot, a lot of adversity in our lives. And as I grew, um, I was aware of life's challenges from very little see my mum struggle my dad not really well being in and out of my life he was um in fact a drug addict so that came with its difficulties as well um and as I grew to become a teenager I kind of started to take life on on my own and I think that's where the real challenges begin and that's where the where I think that I can really inspire people because I didn't have it easy. Now, I know a lot of people don't, but I'm here to tell my story to help people who would maybe relate to me and the things that I've been through and that I've overcome. Um, so I went to school, got really good GCSEs, went on to college, got decent A-levels, um, mostly doing it on my own. Cause like I said, my mum had four children. She was busy. She was working. She had four of us to juggle. Um, then I went on to university to study criminology wasn't for me left started looking into another course at university and then found out I'd fallen pregnant now I was only 19 and I decided to continue with the pregnancy that was my choice and I started university when I was three months pregnant gave birth in my first year um, went on to do my second year, all whilst at this point a single parent, the relationship broke down when um, I was pregnant. And all throughout this time, 
I didn't know it, but I was really struggling with my mental health. Um, if I look back now, my mental health issues began when I was around 11 when my nan passed away. But I didn't know that. My mum didn't recognise that. I kind of just plodded along trying to kind of get on with it. But it was when my son was about one, so I was about 21, that I, I believe I had a breakdown. Uh, I had a breakdown. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I couldn't function. Um, it, was, it was a really, really difficult time. So I went off to the doctors and as a lot of them do, they said, right, you're depressed. Here's some antidepressants. So I don't know any better. I'm a 21 year old woman slash girl. I've just had a child. I'm trying to navigate the world, do university, look after a baby. And I'm like, okay, this doctor's given me these tablets. They must know what they're on about. I'll take them. Um, felt better. Thought, okay, that's good. But then after a few months, I realized that something deeper was going on with me. And a lot of issues were coming to light and I don't know if it was the fact that I'd become a mother and I was looking more deeply into myself and and what I was doing and how I was behaving and what kind of life I was giving him but I realized that something wasn't right in my mind so I continued living trying to function be the best mum that I could be and during that time I went back to work I finished university went back to work and Put my son into a private nursery and then he started having difficulties now the nursery spoke to me about it they said something's going on with him we think he's got some kind of special needs back to my doctor my doctor said no 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 it's just you you're depressed you're not coping um go away and try a bit harder basically so i went away and basically chastised myself as a mother oh you're not good enough you're not doing right you need to be better for your son he then got kicked out of that nursery at one and a half, two years old, had to go to, I had to send him to another nursery. He lasted there two weeks, got kicked out, went to another nursery and he still had difficulties. I'm still booming and ahhing what's going on, trying my best to deal with my child and go to work and have my own mental health issues. And it was getting to the point where I was struggling a lot. He got to about four years old, went into school and it became apparent that they believed he had special needs but they needed to monitor him now during that time i was like i said trying to keep my head above water trying to stop all these thoughts and these feelings and this horrible kind of set there was a weight on me there was a massive weight on me and i didn't know what it was so once again just continuing because that's what you do that's how i was raised you just get on with it you pull your socks up you just get on with it you don't mess about you don't excuse my language pussyfoot around you get on with it and you do what you've got to do so carry on going to work trying to help with my son and it got to a point where he was probably about five or six we moved house so he moved school so there was a cut in his support and that all had to start again and I would say I had another I wouldn't call it a breakdown but it was a mini my body was telling me, my mind was telling me, you need to stop and you need to take stock of what's going on. I was off work for, I think, about nine months, nine months to a year. And I struggled immensely, immensely. I couldn't, I couldn't function properly once again, back on medication. But this time I went to my doctor and they forwarded me on to therapy. 
And it was when my son was around seven that I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And when I read up on this, I was like, oh my God, that is me. And that is what I've been suffering with. And that is what I've been having to deal with on my own, struggling and feeling like, I'm feeling like an alien in the world, not feeling the same as other people. And it was around the same time that my son got diagnosed with ADHD. And the weight began to lift because I was like, right, I am a strong, strong woman and I'm going to help my son and I'm going to help myself because he deserves it. He didn't ask to be born. He deserves the best that I can give him. And I deserve the best that I can give to myself. At this point, it was mainly for him. I wanted to be a better person for him. But wanting to be a better person for him in turn made me a better person for myself. So I began therapy and went back into work. Um, they put me on some really, really strong medication. And it was so strong that the job that I was in, I wasn't able to wake up on time to get to work. Um, and I ultimately, I lost that job. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is not going to be my life. This is not going to be my life where I'm having to take this medication and I'm losing jobs because of it. No. So I worked desperately on myself. I went to the therapy that the doctor suggested. It was psychotherapy. I did self-help at home. I read up about my disorder. I was reading up about my son's um, disorder. I was implementing things at home for him, for myself. Um, I was just determined to not be a statistic and I was determined to have a good life. Um, it makes me quite emotional talking about it because this, when it's your life, you're just kind of living it and you're just kind of getting on with it. And it's only when you look back, you, you realize, wow, if somebody came and told me this story, I'd be like, you're freaking amazing like that you've overcome that. So I stopped that medication that was really, really difficult um, in terms of side effects. But I think at that point, I'm so thankful, and I don't know whether it was my hard work or divine intervention or what it was, but I coped without the medication. I think I'd done so much work on myself that I was able to. And I got another job really shortly after because I think because I loved what I did, I worked with special needs children and children with social and emotional and behavioral difficulties. I loved my job so much that they knew that despite me having that gap in my employment, that I, my heart was so in it and I was so devoted to the children that I wanted to work with. So I went back into work and I just started to be well. Now it took a lot of management at this time because I would say I was about a year and a half after diagnosis and my son as well. He still had a lot of difficulties and it was a lot of management for him and when you throw someone with mental health issues and their child has issues as well together it's <laughs> it is difficult but he my son worked really hard doing the best he could at school services worked around him amazingly i'm so so grateful for cams for his school for the senko they were amazing with him and i continued to work on myself um i then got into a relationship, got promoted at work. It was brilliant. I got promoted to a, a, leader, a leadership role, managing a team. And then I fell pregnant with my daughter. 
and I thought, oh my God, like my life's coming together. It's amazing. And, but then my mental health really, really took a turn for the worse when I was pregnant. I was having auditory hallucinations. I was, my anxiety was off the chain. I couldn't, I couldn't go to work after four months. So my partner at the time had, did not understand what I was going through, couldn't cope with it. So I had my daughter and then my mental health just seemed to get better once she'd been born. That's just how it goes sometimes. So mine and his relationship broke down when she was six months old. And I was like, great, like I seem to be going backwards. And then I was private renting. My landlord stopped paying his mortgage and got us evicted. So me, my newly, my new baby at 10 months old and my son with ADHD, we had to go into a hostel and we were there for three months. I had to go back to work after maternity leave whilst I was there. I had my 30th birthday in this hostel. She had her first birthday in this hostel. It was a hard time in my life. I was actually having two types of therapy at that time. I, I'm a massive advocate of therapy, but I'll come to that in a little while. Then went back to work. Then we got housed. And once again, I felt like the weight was lifting and I'm still trying to navigate life and thinking I'm doing the best that I can. Why are all these things happening to me? And then I realized I need to take control. I really need to take control and take ownership for some, not all, but a lot of what is happening to me and the choices that I'm making in my life. And I got into, whilst back going back to work, I got into network marketing with a makeup company. And it was amazing. It was, it was wonderful. It was, I met so many amazing women. I made money. I had fun. I made connections. I actually ended up leaving my job because I wanted to dedicate more time to the, to the business that I was building and to my children. And it was while I was doing this that I realized that if I want to do something, I can do it. And I'm not better than anybody else. And I'm not special and I'm not great. I'm just your, your average person with a lot, a lot of issues and a lot of trying times in their life. But I, I realized that if I want to do something, I want to do it. And that's why I left my job and I was doing the network marketing. And it was during that time that I realized that so many women didn't believe in themselves. And that is what led me on to where I am now, doing the transformational coaching. Your story is amazing, honestly. I mean, it's, it's, um, I mean, there'll be so many people that resonate, but I mean, it's been, as you say, so inspirational, the, the journey that you've been on. Um, and as you were just saying, how you're, you've now gone into another uh, chapter of your life. And um, yep. I'm sure the listeners would love to hear where you are now and what you're doing with your life now after all the adversity that you've been through. Right. So all my life, people have said to me, you should be a counsellor. You should be a counsellor. You've been through so much. You're so good to talk to. And people would say, oh, I've just opened up to you. I, I don't even know you that well. I just think that I had, I had and I have a gift for making people feel comfortable and, and loved and, and just warm. And I was like, oh, no, I can't be a counsellor. I'm too emotional. I'll cry. I want to bring them home with me. And then somebody said to me, why don't you become a life coach? And 
I didn't even know what a life coach was. So I Googled it and I was like, oh my God, that is, that is it. That is what I need to do. I don't want to be a counsellor and focus on the past and the negatives. I want to be a life coach and help people propel themselves forward. Because if I take stock of my life and the, the situations that I've been in, I've always propelled myself forward through all that I've been through. Now I'm not a millionaire and I don't have an amazing house and I'm not earning loads of money, but I'm happy. I'm genuinely happy and I'm fulfilled. And I started studying at home to become a coach because like I said, I was doing the network marketing. I studied a life coaching course. I studied a neuro-linguistic programming course, um, mindfulness as well. And I did that. I took my time with that because I thought I'm in no rush. And I just, I love it. I love helping people to unpick what is in their mind and help to propel them forward. Now with transformational coaching, you dip your toes in the past to help you with the future. Your standard, I want to say standard because there's no standard really, coaching is you look at where you are and the goal you want to be at. But with transformational coaching, you look at the way you think, you look at what part, how your past has shaped you. And I believe it's so important because my past personally has shaped me so much. And I can't be the only one. There'll be thousands and millions of people out there that their past has shaped them. Everybody in some way, in fact. And now that I'm working primarily with women who want to move forward in their life in whatever way is right for them, whether it's at home being a mother, whether it's building a business, whether it's going out to work, whether it's juggling family, whatever a woman wants to do and wants to become and where she wants to head, that is my mission and that is my life's work. To know that you can do this, you are capable, and if you put your mind to it, you can achieve the goals that you want to achieve. That's amazing, Liz. It's such a, a wonderful um, way to spend your time now and being able to, with all the lessons that you've learned over your lifetime, to then use that to be able to lift other people up. And you can hear really how passionate you, you are within oh, your Oh, definitely. <laughs> you definitely. Really can. I get a so, fire in my belly when I talk about it. Yeah, you can definitely hear that, Gailey, definitely. So if there was, I know there's lots of advice there, but if there was maybe one thing that you can leave our listeners with, what would it be? Um, know your worth. You were born worthy. You will always be worthy. You always were worthy. You are worth your weight in gold and I believe that once a woman knows her worth, she will know that she's worthy of having whatever she wants and becoming whoever she wants and achieving whatever she wants. Um, just go for what you want because you deserve it. You, you really, really deserve it. And you can do it 100%. It's not an overnight journey when you're trying to grow and develop and achieve goals, but Little by little, you can get there. I promise, promise, promise you, you can. That is, again, amazing advice. And I'm sure it'll touch the hearts of all our listeners here. Oh, um, I hope so. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I resonate with that myself, that feeling worthy is one of the key things for you to propel your life into the yes. um, future. So I just want to end by saying thank you so, so much for being a guest on. And thank the, you for having me. Yep. And it's just now time to say goodbye to our listeners. Take care, everybody. Bye.